here we are. And here we are once again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Renee Coman, sitting here with Manny Chevrolet, the original troubled man. For troubled times, and we are the troubled men for troubled times. This is, oh God, this is episode, what, our podcast? And, I can't, I don't know yet. Don't and know. this is the Troubled Men, men Podcast. For, yeah, Troubled Men Podcast, <laughs> but I mean, oh, this is like our it's got to be more than a dozen now, right? Yeah, you know we're 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 counting. We're gonna once we once we go go live, we're gonna start counting and maybe count backwards. Because so, I re- welcome Troubled Nation, <laughs> Troubled Nation. We want to hear from you. Yes, so. we uh, we have uh, multiple uh, social media accounts. We'll be reeling out there. Good. We have uh, what do we have? Let's see, we have. Uh, uh, Twitter account at Troubled Podcast. We have a uh, Gmail account, Troubled Men Podcast at gmail.com. Really? We have an Instagram account, Troubled Men Podcast on Instagram. And uh, we actually have a website, TroubledMenPodcast.com, that will all be. Uh, Really? We have all that? We have all that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've you got a lot of time on your hands. I don't you? <laughs> at all. No. In fact, I, I'm. I'm it's, uh, but you're good at doing this. See, I wouldn't know, even know how to start building a website. I'm terrible at it. I, don't, oh, really? I haven't built a website. I just have the name. Oh, okay. Secu- I have the domain secured. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, you know, all in good time. We're going to get to all that. Yes. Uh, we're here at the uh, fabulous, uh, historic uh, New Orleans Athletic Club, like we are every Tuesday night. But tonight we're here on a Thursday, because this past Tuesday I couldn't make it because I was... Uh, being forced to move every piece of furniture and box and piece of clothing out of the, the rear of my house to the front of the house because I'm uh, the family is doing an addition. And um, basically what, what it came down to is like my daughter was saying, what are we doing? I said, we're making an addition to the house and I'm spending tons of money to do this. And I'm basically this house is your inheritance because I'm not leaving you a fucking dime. Because you won't have one. I won't have one. Right, right, right. I won't it's, have a it's dime. Not, it's, it's not like you're, you're accepting the uh, Bill Gates challenge and you're going you're gonna to donate 85% of your wealth. No, I'm not doing that at all. No. Yeah. Fuck Bill Gates. Fuck Steve Jobs. Fuck all those guys. These are the ones... I blame them for many things that are wrong in the world today. You know? The social media and all the technology. I think it's polluting us in many ways. It, it definitely has a, a negative effect in, in well, I, I think perhaps people's uh, happiness quotient has gone down. You know, there, people used to be able to stumble through their lives, make mistakes, and move on. Yeah. And now I think there's a... And live with them. You know, live with their mistakes, right, move on. Right, because, yeah. you know, it's... Because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but now your mistakes... Can be uh, can be fodder for the rest of the population. They can they can then uh, attack you through social media, which is why I, I heretofore have, have uh, avoided being involved in that. Now it's it's gonna. I'm getting dragged in through this podcast. We're gonna have to expose ourselves. Yeah, this was your idea, though. I know, I know, I know. It's, I'm, I'm volunteering <laughs> for it, so it's it. It will be my own fault, you know, right. as, as most things are. You know, it, it, when. When you have a, there's a certain form of narcissism which I think I have, which is that no. it's not it's not that I think I'm so great. It's just that I think that if I can behave in a correct enough manner, yeah. I can have control over the situation. And if if the situation gets out of control, I tend to blame myself as if 
it's my fault. Right. And, uh, you know, so... The, Again, I'm I'm Mia culpa. I'm already saying that that when this happens, I already understand in advance that it will be my fault, right, for having let it happen. <laughs> okay, you know, kind of it, it's kind of beating people to the punch. You know, it's like if you think you're going to get criticized and uh, lambasted, yeah, but you're ready for it. It stings a little bit less. Well, yeah, but the, the, the old saying, "There's no such thing as bad press." Right. Okay. You know, there's no such thing because I I remember when I was in the entertainment business, or even now in in my political days. You know, uh, which is just entertainment business for ugly, yeah, yeah. for ugly people, right? right. It's showbiz for ugly people is what politics. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Well, I was told once it's the uh, it's America's greatest indoor sport. Was okay. Politics. Uh, I thought fucking was. But, yeah. Me too. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, yeah. So I, I don't mind if people. I always thought, hey, listen, at least they're talking about you. you yeah, know, they're yeah. talking about you. So you had a wild weekend, huh? I did have a wild weekend. Um, I uh, went to Panama and played with my band, mm-hmm. the Iguanas. We uh, took a four-day trip to Panama. It was like a and festival. Music. It was a festival. It was called the uh, Boqueta. It was this town, Boqueta. Panama, which is uh, right next to the only volcano in Panama, which erupted 800 years ago. So, you know, they're not too nervous about it. Right. It's totally dormant. But because of the, the it is a volcanic region, they have super rich soil. It's that this district of Panama is, is the uh, sort of the breadbasket of Panama. They, they produce most of the food, I think. And man, the produce is delicious. The tomatoes, we're eating them just like apples, raw. Yeah, yeah, just salt and pepper. And uh, it's one of these festivals where they have all the bands are there for the entire time, and you play several times. It's kind of like being on a cruise almost, where you know you'll like we play. We got there Thursday. We saw some people play that day. Went to the jam session. You know, hung out, had a bunch to drink. Um, then on Friday we had one set and then went to the jam session, hung out, had a bunch to drink, you know, made made a scene. And, uh, so everybody's doing that. Then on Saturday we played another time on the big stage and then we, uh, we hosted the jam session that night. So you keep running into the same people. You get to see them play, you run into them at, at dinner time or, you know, in the green room and you. Say, so, oh, you guys were so great, and then. So, how many bands were like from America? Um, they had a, a few bands from America. The the biggest band was this uh, this fusion band that started in the seventies, and I remember them from when I was in high school. This band called Spyro Gyra. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. So they were. So Spyro Gyra so still, still has the same saxophone player who started the band. I think maybe the same guitar player and. A keyboard player who maybe wasn't in the band right in, from in the first year. So these guys must be like in their seventies. No, or they're in their sixties. Sixty, okay. And you know they've they're they're all. Uh, it's funny. I was thinking about you know all the guys that were there of that age group. They're all like in the program or cleaned up, you know. <laughs> and the only people that you see that are carrying on are. Like people my age, you know, right. like a, a, a generation right. younger than, than those guys. Yeah, and, and I was contemplating why that was. I was thinking, well, because the guys that don't, 
get in the program or don't straighten up don't last they don't you don't make it that long right you know? right right which also you know brought me to the 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 thought that you know the musician's retirement plan is sudden death right you know sudden premature death that's that's the line yeah yeah um, you're not amused by that okay. no no i'm just i'm i'm trying to think of, of a quip to say to that or something like that so yeah i mean so these guys are in their 60s and they basically straightened out their lives they got clean and sober or whatever yeah yeah you can yeah. tell you know and 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 they just do it now for the love of the music. That well, was, yeah, I mean, that's I, why they did it to begin with. That's right? why we all do it. But you know, that's yeah. it, you uh, you know you, you get into to extracurricular side activities. You know, just amusing yourself. And uh, yeah. you know, it's it's funny though. You can see there's a certain knowing look that they uh, they they gaze upon you with. You know, it's either wistfully or. Uh, you know, cautiously, right? But, yeah. But, you know, there's a certain knowing, like, yeah, okay, yes, I see. Well, it's like it's like you know, over the years, it's like your friends who get clean. You know, you know, I've had many friends get clean, and they get sober, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, in fact, right now, uh, there's a relative of mine on my wife's side who I knew was uh, was doing something. Just from just from experience, I just look at her and go, "I know you're up to something, right?" You know, dope wise, you know. Yeah. And um, so, all of a sudden, the last time there was a family gathering, she I was out in the carport with her. She was having a cigarette, and she came clean about it to me. And I said, I, "You know, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew what was going on. I could just tell. I, I you know, a, a dope fiend knows a dope fiend. Yes. You know, so." But what happens is, so since, since then, this was about a month ago, since then, I've been getting, like, at least once every other day, either through uh, just texting or through the uh, Facebook or whatever, this is what happens. They, they find this, there's something to hold on to, and it's like the beauty of this, and, and just take w- this one day at a time, you know, that whole phrase. And, right. And, like, you know, everyone's a, a powerful person. Everyone's their own. You know, all this kind of stuff. She's so just, she's like, in the program. Well, she went to a rehab thing. Now, I don't know if okay. she's doing 12 steps. Right. I have right, no right. idea if she's doing the 12-step program. Right. Because um, step nine would be coming up very soon for her, I would think. You know, and that's the hardest step. And which one is that? Well, that's a step where you're supposed to, like, basically go apologize to Make everyone. amends. Yeah, you're supposed to make to everyone you fucked over, you know? You right. Know? We were talking about yeah, this yeah. before, about how we had a, a common friend who were, we were right. waiting to the yeah. part of the amends where they pay you back all the money they stole yeah, from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. still waiting on yeah, that Yeah, still one. waiting on that. So she's at that point, and it, 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 it's funny, like, you know, rock stars, you know, they're, they're people too, you know, music, you know, these sure, rock stars. Sure. And so I'm sure, like, like you said, there were some of them were looking at you like, eh, I've been there, done that, you know, or some of you are looking at you like, you know, what the fuck are these guys? These guys are Well, going. if they were looking at me, they weren't thinking, I've done that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Touche. Because I like to come up with my own, my own, uh, right. my own menu of absurdities. So, so you got like, you, how did you get this gig? How do you get a gig in Panama? Uh, you know, you just have a booking agent, or just well, I mean, we have a booking agent, but you know, it's it's a festival that is there. There are a lot of American expats in Panama. Right. In fact, there are people that we met there. They call them zonies, mm-hmm. who 
their families have been, they're Americans whose families have been in Panama since the Panama Canal Zone was uh, established, since, okay. since they were starting to dig the canal. And you'd meet people that would say, yeah, my grandfather was born here in Panama. And they have, they're totally like white Americans. It looks like they came right out of Kansas or something. You know, they uh-huh. have a, totally American accents. They usually speak Spanish as well because right, you know, they yeah, grew up in Panama. They've well, lived there their whole lives. Yeah. But the guy was telling me until he was 13, he didn't realize he was in a foreign country. <laughs> he said because everything in the canal zone was all American. There right. was American police, American schools, American courts. Yeah, all that. Just stuff. the... Com- all of the administration, but all the doesn't civil the canal the canal doesn't belong to America anymore, right? Right. So Jimmy Carter signed the yeah. treaty that started the return process in 1978. Right. And the guy was telling me they did it kind of piecemeal, where first they returned the police to local Panamanian control, and then they then the courts maybe, and then you know went through bit by bit and over like a 20 year period till they finally gave all the yeah. territory and now Panama completely you know runs it on their own yeah because my brother uh, who was one of these uh, merchant marine sailors you right. know, for, for like 30 years he told me once that to get through the Panama Canal it's like it's like a two day process or something yeah it, it's like insane and so he, as a guy on a ship and you want to just you know you're fucking you know because they, they all of a sudden you go down like 200 feet right and they hit open the locks yeah hit yeah. the locks and then the water rises then you go forward a mile or two whatever uh-huh. you know our knots or you know, a certain amount of knots and stuff like certain that certain amount of leagues yeah leagues leagues and knots and bolts and <laughs> cots and cocks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah um, yeah he told me all about that that you know, it's an amazing thing to see, but he'd been through it like at least 20 times in his life. And, and after the second time, it was like, eh. Uh, yeah, the, the novelty had worn <laughs> yeah. off. It's just like, you know, and there's, you know, you can't, you know, do anything on the boat. You just have to sit and wait. Or the ship. Right. It's he'd a al- ship. He'd it's always correct a- me. It's not a boat. It's a fucking ship, man. Uh, anyway, so you had a good time. Um, I did have a good time. It's so, you know, we had all these. Uh, you know, seasoned veterans. And as I say, you, you, you stay there, you run into the same people over and over. Yeah. Now, one guy who I ran into him, actually, I just saw him across the room as he walked in, and he looks at me and he goes, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And, yeah. But it's like, you know, two peas in the pod. It's kind of right. like the way you and I saw each other. Right. You know, and and, and uh, just, you know, no, I, instant recognition. And to where he looked so, he looked at me with such familiarity. I was thinking, have we, have I met this guy before? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just like, no, I know this guy. Right. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never met, we've never met before, but we know each other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he looked me right <laughs> Kind of like me and you. Like when we first met, it was like, I know this guy. Is, I know what he I, I know. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and I, his name was, uh, was Ian Siegel. He turns out to be a kind of wild man, Englishman, uh-huh. uh, blues guy. Um, and uh, we did some hanging out. Did some hanging out. He, Good. He, he, uh, the last night we were there. We uh, hosted the the jam session, and after we played for a while, and then another band was kind of sharing the hosting duties with us, and they were playing. And then after I was done, I saw him jump up on stage and be so kind of loaded and possessed 
and to where he was, I could see the look in the eyes of all the other guys that were up there, and they were terrified <laughs> at what, what what Ian was going to do next. What was the name of Ian's band? <laughs> it was he was just by himself. Oh, he was, he wasn't performing. Um, he did perform. I saw him one time where he was backing up. He was just playing uh, like. Uh, so he was a hired gun. Blues. Well, like we all were. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. All right. Um, I didn't actually see his set, but uh, but I know you know he's a recording artist. He puts out records under his own name. Oh, Turns cool. out you know we actually have a lot of uh, friends once re- once removed, I and mean, we have a lot of people in common. I started mentioning names of of people like. Uh, yeah. Memphis and you know around here and and he he started rattling off names like oh yeah I know that guy yeah so, Carlo Nuccio uh, he we, that didn't come up you know we we're talking about the Dickinsons you know okay. J- Jim Dickinson his okay. his sons Luther and Cody uh, I guess okay. maybe his son Luther just produced or produced one of Ian's records and uh, Ian has has played or, or had in his band like one of the uh one of rl burnside's i guess mm-hmm. grandchildren and uh lightning malcolm all these guys from like north mississippi you know the the so how hill did, country how did the merch sales go in this country well you know as merch sales often are these days you can play in front of uh four thousand people and kill it and then you come back afterwards and you sold four CDs <laughs> because even old white people don't buy CDs right, anymore. Yeah. They were the last people that were still buying CDs. But Do you guys do T-shirts and buttons um, and stickers? Uh, you know, we have T-shirts. We didn't bring any down to uh, Panama. You know, it's... it's uh, well, you were told not to bring anything really down to Panama. <laughs> I, I was, uh, you know, I did bring CDs though, and they didn't hassle me about that. Actually, I could have brought anything. I could have brought a fucking cow's head in my bag, and, and they, they, they just didn't even bat an eye at me. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was a very under policed. The the people in Panama are so sweet, yeah. and demure is a word I would use. You know, they're yeah. they're very happy, not like idiot happy. I mean, they're they're genuine. Genuinely happy. They're they're happy with each other. You can see they smile easily at each other. They smile easily at you. Yeah. They uh, they have a certain modesty about them. In fact, after being there for for a few days, as we were traveling back to America, I'm thinking, God, you know, where does all this confidence from Americans come from? You know, they're just so. It's like Jesus Christ. Why? What? What gives you this? The, the sense that, you know, you're so right. Because we're America, man. I'm telling you. We're I mean, America. You, see, you see another country where people have a, a sense of, of reserve, you know, a certain quiet dignity to them. And it, it, yeah, it, no, it, not here. It, it's a it's big not, contrast no. to what we, we live with every day. You know, everybody's well, just because, so fucking confident. Yeah, because they don't grow up fucking, you know, watching TV from day one or are fucking thinking that... You know, like well, that's what they always say—the ugly Americans who go to Europe. And oh stuff yeah, that's like what that. it is. No, it's yeah. it's it's not that they're necessarily harsh, although some of them are. Yeah, it's even the even Americans being nice. There's a certain crass confidence, you know. Yeah, well, you you like watch some of these shows, like not to shit on America. I love America, you know, but <laughs> I'm just shitting on Americans. Well, yeah, but I mean, you watch some of these shows, like for years, um, my wife and I would watch these shows where people were moving away from America and going to another country, uh-huh. and I forget the name of the show, but anyway... Um, Locked Up Abroad? 
<laughs> something like that. It was um, I don't know what the fuck it was called. I can't remember. Anyway, but it's about Americans who are looking who, who got a job in let's say France, and they get an they're looking for an apartment. Right. They have to find an apartment. So they meet a, uh, a real estate agent from France and or Paris, whatever, and. You know, well, for your budget, we can give you this. And the Americans are going, well, where the fuck's the dishwasher? Where the fuck's this? Where the fuck's this? Sorry, we, we, you have to do your own dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid motherfucking ugly American. You know, basically, my commission's not even worse than putting up with you. You know, so, yeah, I, well, you know, because, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm um, like, Mexican-Italian and and... I remember my grandparents used to take us as kids down to Mexico for like weeks, weekend trips and stuff down to Baja, California. Uh-huh. Is that is that where they were from? They were actually from Mexico. My one, my grandfather was from a place called Zacatecas. Zacatecas. I'm from. I'm familiar with Zacatecas. Yeah, yeah, Zacatecas, Mexico. Iguanas actually have a song called Zacatecas. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a tequila growing region. Yes, it is. It is, and. Um, my grandmother was from Guadalajara. Okay, just heard of little, that too. A little north of that, I think. Anyway, we'd go down to Mexico. God, I'm forgetting what my whole point was. What was my point? The uh, crassness of oh, yeah, yeah. Americans. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I experienced what you experienced in Panama. I'd go there, and it was just like, you know, I was like 10 years old or something, and I'd meet these kids who have nothing. I mean, right. They have nothing, and they're so happy. Yeah. You know? Because I, I guess they don't, because they're not spoiled, rotten little fucking brats. That's true. You know? <laughs> because I look at my daughter, I look at her sometimes, I go, you know what? You're a fucking spoiled little rotten brat, you know? I don't say that to her. Right, right, right. But I think about it. I go, Just say it under your breath. Yeah, I say it. I say, Scream you know, it into a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? So anyway, yep. I digress. But listen, okay. I wanted to tell it to you about something that happened over my weekend while Go you were on. in Panama uh, being a rock star. I was home hosting a slumber party of nine girls at my house. Did your wife know about this? <laughs> yeah, she's the one who said okay to it. She was cool with it. Yeah, she well, was cool to that's, it. That's uh, progress, Manny. Yeah, she... Um, you're going to have well, to tell me your secret. Yeah. There's nine 12, 13-year-old prepubescent little girls in my house. Well, actually, it wasn't in my house. It was in the house across the street from where I live because the guy who owns the house across the street, he Airbnbs it. Okay. So I, call, I told him, I said, listen... I want to have a, my girlfriend, want, my, not my girlfriend, my daughter yeah. wants <laughs> my, my 13-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her name is Iris, and she was in the movie Taxi Driver. No. Anyway, um, my daughter wants to have a slumber party. Can I, have, can I use your Airbnb? I'll, I'll pay for it. You know? And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I have it over there. So anyway, put the Evites out and stuff like that. We invited the parents to come by and have a drink with us so we get to know them because I don't know all these parents and while the girls just have their slumber party. And have a little key party over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, I see where you're going with this, Manny. No, no, no. You don't have no idea. Okay, all right, I'm getting ahead. Get, getting ahead of my skis. No. No. Um, so this, the parents of this one girl who I've never met comes over, and I said, hey, come on in, blah, blah, blah. You know, the party's over there, girls. Go hang out over there across the street. And I said, would you like a glass of wine, a beer, a cocktail? You know, I, I got all the stuff you need. The and, weed pen. Yeah, the, yeah, the pen exactly, and and the and the mother, the wife says, "Oh, 
I would love a glass of wine. Do you have a glass of wine? I said, white or red? She goes, oh, white. Please give me a glass of white wine. Because, you know, we haven't had a night away from, you know, we haven't had a night out in a while. And you guys are doing us a a solid by, you know, having this party. We're going to go out and stuff. I said, yeah. So I opened a bottle of wine. I poured her a big, huge glass of white. And we sat there for the next, like, half hour, 45 minutes talking about, you know, what parents do. You know, we talk about this, we talk about that, we talked about, you know, fucking New Orleans and where it's going and all that bullshit. And then some other parents come over. And we all start talking to them. I pour them wine, I pour them beer, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. So then that first, that the first couple who came, you know, they left. I go, well, we're going out. We're going to go try to make a movie and get some dinner or whatever. I said, okay, fine. Good night. night me- nice meeting you and all that. So... I'm looking where she was sitting, and she didn't take one sip of wine. Wow. She did not take one sip of it. Just too wound up to, to even enjoy it. <laughs> no, and I started thinking to myself the next day, that, that night when I went to bed, you know what she is? She's a booze waster. Yeah. You just wasted a fucking, you know, and it was a pretty good bottle of wine. Well, did you finish that glass of wine? No, well, no, I looked at it and it, there wasn't even like lip marks on the glass. Uh-huh. She never took it to her lips. I could see if she maybe raised her glass and said, ooh, I don't like this wine. Right, And put right. it down. But there wasn't even fucking lipstick on the glass or anything like that. And I started thinking to myself, who does this? Um, <laughs> I hear you. That, that, it seems like uh, beyond comprehension. Do you know me. anyone who would do that? Are you one? I would never do. I would never waste a drop of booze. If, I, if someone pours me a glass of something, I'm drinking it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't get this person. It's like, what the fuck's your problem? And and I swear to God, I was talking about it the next day to my wife all day, and she was like, "Let it go. <laughs> Let the fuck go." Well, you know, Manny, there's a lot of people out there. I like to call them squares, and uh, they think they want to have a good time. They think they have an idea of how to have a good time. Yeah. They don't want to have a good time. I guess they, not. They, they don't even... Uh, but her husband was downing him. He was downing Okay, da- well, <laughs> so he, maybe she saw that and thought, well, somebody's got to be responsible here. Well, uh, I've experienced that in my household. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. You know, but I, I just... I, so I have this new word, this new thing called booze wasters. Don't be one. If you're listening out there, people, don't be a booze waster. Hear that, kids? Yeah, don't, be, don't waste the booze. Because I ended up looking at it all night, and I was like, well, I've been drinking vodka. I don't know if I want any more. You want to switch back. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs> no, so asking I, for trouble. No, I basically had to throw it out. It went down the drain. Yeah, you could have given it to somebody else, some other square. Well, no, you know, after yeah. that, nobody came out. After that, I was like, you know, I fuck, got you. You know, fuck these people. I don't, I don't understand people. And that's why I say this every morning on the way to work. I really, really dislike people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, if it's not wasting my booze, it's like not using your turn signal. Sure. Or, you well. know, or, you know, or have you noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but here, because here they have the neutral grounds, you know, here. Right. Call it the median in yeah, other the, cities. Yeah, the median, the neutral here grounds. Here call it the neutral ground. Yeah. But where I'm from, they don't have any of that. They just basically have a left-hand turn lane. Right. It's a separate lane. Sure. That you can turn a left. And here, so when people want to, like, take a left and go, to, go the other way, they have to go, you know, there's little areas where they have to go left, but yet they don't completely go left. They're sitting they're there waiting. out in the lane. Yeah, they're hanging right. out in the lane, and they still have, like, five, six feet. Yes. You know? 
does that, that's so they're not positioned. Of, they're not yeah. in a position to turn when they do get a chance. Right. Exactly. And yet, they're, and they're blocking traffic. Yep. You know, it's just like that happened like twice to me on the way to take my kid to school. And I swear, it's like seven thirty in the morning, and I'm fucking already pissed off. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Move, move your fucking ass. You know, just scoot up five feet. That's all you got to do. Doesn't happen. Yeah, it's hard yeah. for people to figure out how to drive. You know, yeah. it's uh, you, you know, one of the worst things about people driving. One of my pet peeves is when it's because here's what causes accidents. Confusion is what causes accidents. If you drive in a way where everybody can see what you're doing, they don't. You know, if they're paying any kind of attention, they don't want to have an accident. So as long as you're you're demonstrative in yeah. your driving style, now. When, you, when you're not, like people that start waving other people, you go ahead of me. Yeah. I really have the right of way. You go ahead because I'm such a nice person. I want to <laughs> uh, you know, show off. I want a virtue signal to uh, the rest of the world what a big-hearted person I am. <laughs> Those are the assholes that cause accidents. Yeah. You know, you start um, pulling away from the, the, the norms of driving, yeah. the accepted norms of operation, and then confusion reigns, and anything, you know, that's, that's when people, lives get lost. But you know what? This fucking NOPD cop was in his SUV, you know? This is about a month ago, and I'm bringing, um, I picked up the kids, and we're coming home and all that kind of stuff. And I'm in a school zone, so you have to go like 20 miles an hour in a school zone. Right. Yeah. And there's this fucking jarhead in this fucking NOPD car, and he's like, honk, he's like, Basically, tell him, what the fuck are you going so slow for? Oh, what Jesus. the fuck are you going? Because so- he's trying to cross. He's trying to cross uh-huh. Uh-huh. Broad Street. He's trying right. to cross Broad from Fountain Blue or whatever like uh-huh. that. And he fucking comes. This is like a month ago. Yeah, he comes up and he's like, "What the fuck's your problem?" I go, "Dude, school zone, right? You know, and a, a New Orleans finest. You know, oh, fuck." Jesus. And he's like, <laughs> zooms off. Jesus. If you want to get across. Put on your siren, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Well, you know, NOPD, not to make any enemies that I don't need, but uh, it's, you know, the difference, well, let me not limit it to New Orleans Police Department, but just about any police. Yeah, I'll put it, yeah. The the difference between police and the criminals, it's a very fine line. You know, it's two sides of the same coin. You know, a lot of times they all come from the same neighborhoods. They all know each other. It's the same yeah. kind of impulse to uh, be able to operate outside the rules. Um, right. Well, there's a great line in that movie Departed where Nicholson is teaching his, you know, giving his knowledge to the young Matt Damon. He says, he goes, when you're looking down the barrel of a gun, what difference what side you're on? That's very true. <laughs> you know? Very, very true. <laughs> what difference does it make? Well, you know, one of the, the only things that I remember from college, besides, you know, the music part, was uh, in this philosophy class, we read Plato's Republic. Yeah, sure. And... Uh, and the only thing I remember from Plato's Republic is his commentary on the police. And he's, he asks the question, well, in a perfect society, do we need police? And he, he goes through the arguments for and against, and he ultimately concludes, well, we do need police, hmm. but they will be the worst among us. Uh. They, by, by virtue of the job we're asking them to do, it will appeal to the worst people in our society. 
because of all the the impulses that would drive you to want to be in this job. Right. So the conclusion is we do need police, but you can't be friends with them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. He was a genius, you know. Yeah, I I had a friend though who was a cop, a high school friend who sure who became a cop, and he was hardcore. And he became one of the guys who trained cops at the academy. Uh-huh. And then he was married to this girl. They had two kids. And she, his wife got into a horrible car accident. And she didn't break. I mean, she broke a few bones and stuff. But she took her to the hospital, you know, emergency. And she, she wakes up two days later from this accident from her little, like a coma, basically. Right. And she has no idea who she he is. Oh my god! And who her kids are? Oh, she had man. lost her total memory. Wow! He go, you know he's sitting there like for two days straight by her bedside, you know, at the hospital, like hoping and praying that she'll wake up. She wakes up. He's, he's like, "Honey, oh my god, I love you." You know all this kind of stuff. And she's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Oh Jesus! <laughs> did that persist or did it, she? It went on for a few weeks, actually. Oh my god! Where he had to keep coming back and bringing more and more family and the kids every day. Oh, and man. finally, finally, she realized. Uh, oh yeah, I'm. I've been married to you. These are my kids. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, geez, that's scary, man. Yeah, it's scary. Brain yeah. trauma. Holy yeah, cow. you know. But uh, yeah, he uh, he ended up killing the whole family. No, no. No. Jesus. Usually, that woman only comes in here and kicks the chairs, but she's uh, she's she's, oh, she's vacuuming. Oh, cool. Hall. Yeah. Well, listen. Speaking about attacking people, there was a story I heard in northern Louisiana. Um, where this guy attacked his wife with a machete. Did you hear about this story? I didn't. I didn't. He tell attacked me about his it. wife with a machete. I think it's somewhere near. Um, it's up north. What's the big city up north? Uh, Monroe. That, uh, no, farther north. Shreveport. Yeah, Shreveport. Bossier City. <laughs> yeah. Those are twin cities, Shreveport and Bossier. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he attacked his wife with a machete because she refused to have sex with him. Well, the it, machete isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I was thinking. And it was the like an approach, son. And, and I was thinking, Try my, flowers. Well, flowers, bottle candy, of bottle of wine. Get her, yeah, get her fucked up. You know, something like that. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, a machete. You know, a machete. And like, who hasn't? What guy doesn't know about masturbation <laughs> <laughs> and, and the porn on the internet? You know, you know, if you if you're that desperate to get off, you know, uh, there's yeah, machetes uh, are yeah. nowhere in the picture. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere in the picture. And apparently, you know, he attacked her, and she, you know, she fended him off, and all that. And really, they're in, they're in, they're in therapy or something. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> they're, they're, they're some, getting some professional care. They're in some kind of therapy. I don't know. Jeez, uh, she's a very understanding woman. Yeah, but he got his machete back. <laughs> the cops took it away. He got oh, the machete he's, back. He's a police officer, right? <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, he, he yeah. is. He is a police officer. No, my friend in high school. Oh, okay. Okay. This guy okay. here, I, I have no idea what oh, he okay. did it for a living. Uh, but maybe it was chopping bamboo or something with the machete. Yeah, I don't so know. he's like handy with the, with the yeah, machete. Yeah, so, but she got out alive and the kids are okay. Holy cow, and, um, can you imagine? And uh, he seems to me that he'd be a, a, a future school shooter. 
You know, I don't uh, know. Yeah, you might have missed the boat on that. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, it could have been a, a once, uh, once potential school shooter. Yeah. People with the with the violent impulses, man. Well, you were talking about you. You sent me something the other day about how to to solve these well, school shootings because these kids are these. Boys, these men, yes, these young men yes. are boys. Let's call them boys. Yes, are you well, know young men, young males. Men, yeah, males. Yeah, okay, so yeah, you were saying that. Well, I I'd seen on Twitter. I I, uh, I don't look <laughs> at Twitter, but since we have the the troubled men podcast Twitter account now, right. the troubled podcast Twitter account, that uh, I, I get notifications about yeah. what's trending on Twitter. Uh. And the other day. It was what was trending on Twitter was uh, uh, it said mass shootings show that we have a problem with American males in this country. Well, yeah, males in, in America. Yeah. And uh, I thought, yeah, they're, they're, they don't have girlfriends. They're, they're not getting laid. They're not getting any. They're lonely. That's what we were getting down to. They're, they're, this is, uh, I mean... You know many reasons, but I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody that that has uh, th- that is in a serious relationship or is even uh, you know in in a non serious relationship, even just just fooling around, is is attacking anyone. Why would you do that? You know, what's what? What would be the point if if you're if you're having uh, regular female contact? Right. You know. So I was saying, well. You know, I, I, it, it, it inspired me to, you know, maybe possibly take up my own social cause, my own social movement. I could go start speaking before, like, Girl Scout troops or other, other you know, um, campfire girls, whatever. Brownies. Well, you know, brown, well yeah. Well, I, mean, no, brown I think that's little, the same thing as, yeah. as Girl Scouts, but uh, campfire girls is different. You don't hear about campfire girls too much anymore. I'm not sure if they're even I, still in existence. That was yeah. the thing when we were kids, though. But, you know, just uh, maybe some other um, female-exclusive yeah, groups. YWCA. Sure, or, sure. Or, you know. And, and you know, go in front of them and, and lay out this proposition. Say, girls, you know, you have to do your part to, uh, you know, to, to heal society, heal the, the psyche of, 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 of our generation. And, you know, be a girlfriend, you know. Be nice. Be nice to these boys. Be nice, yeah. Let them fill you up, I guess, every once yeah, in a yeah, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let them get a freebie. Well, goddamn, though. But I mean, that, with the whole like me hashtag Me Too thing, that's that's kind of like two magnets uh, against each other. You know? Yes, they, you know that's interesting that you bring that up in that context. <laughs> that, that at the same time you you have uh, well, you know, dudes are crazy, man. Look, uh, you know. Males are aggressive. They have to have this aggression uh, channeled in some kind of productive way. You so know, basically, you want to be a caveman. No, no, you not want, me. No, 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 not you, but you want the younger generation to be cave people where they can hit them over the head. Oh, no, not at all. And drag no, them by the I'm hair. I'm not explaining myself correctly. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. No, right. no, I'm saying you that. Just, you want girls to be nicer to boys. No, it's not the girls' fault. I'm, I'm not blaming girls for uh, these mass shootings. I'm just saying that these men are broken, and, and the girls can fix them. Okay. I guess is what I'm saying. All right. I, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, you're married. You know, your, your wife is operating on that same 
Yeah. Same uh, theory well, as the, is mine. Well, the thing, though, is I operate in the theory like you're always right, honey. I'm always wrong. Well, yeah, well, then, yeah, then you're in agreement. Yeah, I, I, you're right. Rapport. I'm wrong. And, yeah. Uh, then, yeah. You know, but, I have a news item of my own just to uh, pivot real quickly here. Okay. So uh, this was from a couple of weeks ago. It's in Grayson, Georgia. The uh, headline was, Man Helped Give Goat Whiskey, comma, Coke. <laughs> and not like a Jack and Coke, like <laughs> whiskey and cocaine. <laughs> Um, So the story starts, uh, authorities said man participated in forcing a goat to ingest whiskey and cocaine, had been charged with aggravated cruelty to animals. Uh, said in, uh, this, See, that's a booze waster, if you ask me. <laughs> a booze waster? I know. Coke waster, too. Yeah, coke waster. So this guy, he uh, might be Mexican. He's, he has... Uh, he, that's what the article says. He might be Mexican? No, no. I'm just looking at his name. Oh. Sergio uh, Palomares Guzman. Well, he's Hispanic. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't he know. might be Mexican. <laughs> I don't know. He could you be. But he, if he's Hispanic, he might be Mexican. Yeah, right? well, that's true, too. Okay. Yeah. okay. So that's what I'm All saying. Right. Anyway. Uh, he's got a hyphenated last name. I know that's uh, popular among Mexicans, right? Uh, yeah, so is, a, so is the name Jesus is popular. <laughs> His name is not Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Sergio. Um, anyway, uh, he was arrested in connection with a videotaped incident believed to be from January. Oh, God. He said that he lived on a ranch where he worked as a horse trainer. Uh, the video shows him holding the goat's horns and fo- forcing its mouth open while another man gives it substances. That man and a third suspect remain unidentified. Said the sheriff's office said that the goat is healthy and has been adopted. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen like um, like on America's Funniest Videos and stuff of that show from the eighties or nineties, and even on on the internet, I've seen like goats. Uh, goats will basically put anything in their body. They'll drink beer. They'll drink anything. I've yeah. seen. I've seen that. Goats are kind of cool. They're like big dogs, I think. They, yeah. They have generally sweet dispositions. You know, in my, in my experience, you don't have to force a goat to, to do coke. You know, you just got <laughs> to approach them in the right way. Yeah, because I've seen actual video stuff of like goats downing like uh, cans of beer and stuff. And I would think it's funny and things like that. Which I think it's funny. But what I want to know is the two unidentified guys, did they fuck the goat? Well, it doesn't ever say anything about that. And again, that's a question that the article raises. Like, what was your end game with, yeah. with, get, <laughs> with, with the whiskey and the Coke on this goat, you know? Right, exactly. You, try, you know, what was the is it a payoff? dinner and a movie? A dinner and a movie yeah. and a couple of yeah, drinks? What was the big payoff supposed to be? Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, now, I guess we got to wait for the trial. Yeah. <laughs> wait for this guy to, to get his day in court yeah. so he can explain... Uh, but judge, you don't understand. You don't understand. She, she she told me she wanted to do it. You know. No, she asked for it. She asked for it. The goat asked for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, asked for the coke. She didn't ask to be abused. She right. Well, I remember what was it that speaking of people abusing animals. You know, I, I really don't care for animals. I don't care for. I don't like pets. You don't care for people either. I don't so. care for people either. We're, we're going to keep going down the in list fact, till we find. I, in fact, about twenty minutes more of you, and I'm. Gonna <laughs> I, I can tell. Yeah. Now I can see the way you're looking at me. <laughs> okay, but um, I remember. What was it about ten years ago or something? 
these two guys were arrested and put in jail for like five years because the Saints lost to the Cowboys and they were so pissed off that they decided to take it out on a cow. Their holy anger. Cow. So. Holy cow. Yeah, holy cow, exactly. They fucking took it out on this cow. They beat that. They basically tortured this cow. Oh, Jesus. You yeah, know? That's, that's horrible. Yeah, and... There's nothing funny about this. Was, no, there's really nothing funny. I can't think... Not right now, I can't think of anything funny <laughs> not, not after I said there's nothing yeah. funny yeah, about I, that. You know. No, well, people are insane. You know, they... they again, uh, men are crazy. Now, you, you, it, it would be a rare female that you would ever hear about uh, taking their anger out on a, on a farm animal like that. It's true. Yeah, you're right. No, there's something wrong with men. There is Clearly. something wrong. Yeah, there is something wrong with In fact, do you want to stop and I have another story to talk about a guy? Yeah, yeah. And then let's, we'll go uh, get another let's round. take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute, folks. Bye-bye. What's that you're saying? Being a functional alcoholic takes functioning, its toll? Functioning, yeah. Functioning alcohol. Functional, functioning. Yeah, functioning, yeah. Uh, takes t- its toll in, in what way? Well, sometimes uh, you just don't want to wake up. Yeah, well, you uh, know, I was telling somebody the other day how you wake up every morning to your wife screaming, Manny, get up and finish your drink. <laughs> yes, that's, that's gotta, so true. You've got to laugh. People like that. Yeah. And I say to her, I go, just dry up. <laughs> that's what I say to her. <laughs> Which I heard that phrase used in a 1940s film noir movie. What does it mean? It means, well, it was, it was this couple. Like you're all wet, so dry up? Well, I never basically, know what that you're, so, you're, you're so sauced wet. up. You're oh, so okay. sauced up. You need to fucking dry up. And it was, it, you, know, you know what movie it was? It was The Postman Always Rings Twice. Oh, that's a good one. The original, yeah. The original like one, that. yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Where um, the two have already murdered one person, and they're right. getting ready to murder another person. Uh-huh. And the other person comes in trying to blackmail them. And the guy says, you know, the girl says, blah, 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 blah. You know, she just starts babbling off stuff. And the boyfriend looks at her and goes, why don't you dry up? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but it was all part of their scheme because what happened was the guy who's trying to blackmail them turns his head for a second and boom, they attack him and right. he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's a stiff drink right there, man. The is guy, it? The guy likes he us. He likes us. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name, though. I, I'm not sure I ever knew it. <laughs> hey, bartender. It, yeah, it's a uh, dude, you know. But listen, uh, going back to uh, men with problems. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this, but... Troubled I, men, if you will. Yeah, troubled. Yeah, well, I'm very troubled, but I'm not... I wouldn't... Well, maybe I would one day, or maybe I did one day. I don't know. But apparently, uptown near the university... Um, for the past few weeks, I, I know think what you're, you're going to say. Go ab- ahead about the ass slapper. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear about this guy? I did hear. I read about it. I heard about it. I heard he was apprehended. Yes, on Monday he was apprehended. On Monday, uh, apparently, the, you know, uh, female students who live off campus or who just wander off campus were getting slapped in the ass by some guy on a bicycle. Right. Yeah. And I heard about this over the weekend and. To me, I just thought of dirty old man, like a 60, 70-year-old guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, just being cute, you know. Well, like, and that's the way it was reported. Yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. It kind of a humorous thing, but I was pointing out to my wife, I said, you know, they, it, the way they s- report it, it sounds funny. If that's actually happening to you, yeah. you don't know that that's all he's going to do. All you know is you're, you're with this person who is 
already doing something that's way over the line, it's terrifying. You don't know what his end game is. Right. You know, even if, I mean, not that that's acceptable, but, you know, it's, that's not the worst thing that would happen to anybody, but you don't know that that's where it's going to end, you know? It's, it's terrifying. Well, it's, it's so true that you say that because the way that it was reported, it seemed to me like, oh, God, this is just like some 60-year-old, dirty old man who's, you know, pinching asses as he rides by because, you know, that's something I used to do back in the right, 40s. There's you something know? cute about yeah, that. Yeah, there's something cute. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to do anything to me. But then I found out when they busted him, he's like 42 years old. Yeah. Like <laughs> a forty-two-year-old yeah, guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's just a uh, yeah. He's a, just a creep at the prime of his creepiness, right? <clears throat> and he, but 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 does he need the love from females so he won't go ballistic? Uh you know, I, th- I think you when you get to that point, you've it's too late. It's too late. You know, that's that's the thing. You you right. You, f- you, you can't. There's there's no remedial uh, uh, attention, female attention. You know, once you shoot up a school, once you start grabbing asses, it's too late. <laughs> now we got you got to head them off at the pass. You know, you got to get. Them when they're still normal and yeah you know yeah keep them from being lonely and being crazy because that's the thing men by themselves get crazy and that's why i like my parents threatened to send me to an all-boys school at one point yeah and uh i said i guarantee i will fail the test i dare you to go have me take that entrance exam you won't there has never been someone who will do as poorly on that test as i will because the idea of being among all males all male high school age students was horrifying to me i mean guys are gross man the only thing that makes them a little bit less gross is being in the company of women who who you know modify their behavior because they're embarrassed you know especially people guys who go to all guy schools when they interact with women it's very poorly at times yeah, yeah. well certainly when they're just among themselves in that yeah. in that school they're animals you know i thought i can't be like that you know yeah. I'm, I'm, you know look at me <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm half girl but as you, it is. Because you used to like bite your nails, didn't you? To, to the to the oh yeah, to yeah. The well, yeah no, no, not that yeah. I was a victim or anything. Just that I I couldn't I couldn't stand to be around that kind of energy. You know, that's yeah. it's gross. I find, I find it grotesque. Yeah, no, I uh, well, I was correct. It wasn't any. You know, I was uh, I I agree with my 15 year old self now. Right. That, that, that was the 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 absolute correct. Uh, uh, evaluation or, or uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, correct take on on. Well, it's also like fraternities, you know. The oh whole fraternity man! Thing, Holy cow! You know, um, sheesh. Uh, because I heard just today, I heard that uh, LSU with that whole kid who was forced to drink so much yeah, alcohol, yeah. he died. Dry, yeah, yeah, they yeah. killed him. They killed him, and now they've banned all alcohol, which I find very amazing for uh, Louisiana. You know, you know. Yeah, well, they I mean, ban- it's, it's, we, you know... We, I mean, the, it's not like they're not going to get it. They're going right. to get it. Right. Well, know. it's not that you can't have alcohol. It's that you can't force someone to drink themselves to death. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like saying, you know, you can't have hammers because people will beat each other to death. Well, you can have hammers. You just can't beat each other to death with them. Right, yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah, you can't force someone. Yeah, but so man, I was yeah, amazed. I was amazed by this thing that they announced today. That they're they really came down hard. And for, I hope so. Yeah, and um, it is a public school, which you know is, is good. I, I can't see like Tulane doing that. 
Um, well, I mean, Tulane doesn't allow un- anyone underage to drink. You know, they have they have a code of conduct. They have, you know, you, it's it's illegal for anyone under twenty one to drink. Right. In in Louisiana. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I know, right. I know. It's with a wink and a yeah. nod. You know, sure. You know, when when we were kids here, you know, they served us uh, eighty five cent highballs when you were fifteen at the Willow Inn. Right. You know, yeah. but. Uh, you know, we we weren't we we weren't uh, killing anybody. Let me ask you something. I think the sport of curling, uh huh, the Olympic sport of curling, sure, it's a very popular attraction. Yeah, was invented in a frat house. I think it was a beer game because I watched like a beer game. I watched the Olympics off and on this past two weeks, and cur- and the Americans won. Did they? They won the gold medal first time ever. Really? It, it was, yeah. They, they took gold and curling? Curling, yes. They took gold and curling, which basically is like some huge 10-pound weight that you just throw on the ice, and then you have a broom in front of it. You two sweep, brooms. Yeah, two, two people brooms. With brooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this has to be a frat game. I mean, this is a frat game gone Olympics. It, it does seem a little ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> Now, for some, I think the level of ridiculousness of the sport explains its popularity. I mean, it, it's it's they have a lot of, of sports in the Winter Olympics, but they always televise curling. Yeah, you know, curling is always in the prime time. I think you take shots and you curl or something like that. You know? that that you that know. would actually, if that were incorporated into the Olympic competition, that would make it more interesting. Do you know Not, what the summer games are thinking of doing? What's that? The summer games, they're proposing having uh, an actual competition for video gamers. Really? Yes. That you could, kids, people who just sit on the couch playing video games are going to compete for gold medals. Well, that's already a huge thing. They already well, yeah, have yeah, giant they ha- competitions. Yeah, they have competitions. That. But the Olympic Committee, the IOC, is thinking of bringing video gaming, making it an Olympic sport. Well, that's great. So as they're considering making uh, video gaming an Olympic sport, they're considering uh, taking wrestling out of the Olympics. Right, yeah. The oldest sport. Yeah, Greco. Yeah, the oldest sport on the planet they're, they're going to take out. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, it's stupid. It, it, you know, um, it's all political. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know anymore. I can kill. We, we know uh, this, we're kind of touching on these uh, <laughs> crime and punishment issues here. And yeah. recently, an uh, acquaintance of mine was involved in a, a bit of a, uh, let's say, uh, police contact. Not police uh, so much, but uh, some official contact. And they were telling me the story of how they'd gotten in trouble over this situation. And had to point out to him that they had violated the John Sinclair rule. And John so, so John Sinclair was, uh, he was the manager of the MC5, the manager of the Stooges, Iggy and oh, the Stooges. okay, yeah. Free John Sinclair. He yes. founded the White Panther Party. Right. Um, he, uh, he was, uh, after founding the White Panther Party, you know, he came under the the uh, scrutiny of the FBI. You know, because they thought he was uh, radical. I guess he was a radical. He wasn't going to do anything. Who knows what he was going to do? Anyway, they kind of set him up on charges. He uh, wound up going to jail for like 
two joints or something like that. Uh, John Lennon wrote a song, Free John Sinclair. Uh, you know, it was a whole cause celeb. He wound mm-hmm. up uh, getting released after. He did some time. I don't know, a year or two or something, but he got out. Didn't. But uh, John Sinclair has a rule, which is don't break more than one law at a time. Yeah. Because you're asking for it. If you yeah. just break one law at a time, you can usually get away with it. Yeah. You know, like, point. so if you have a taillight out on your car, mm-hmm. don't have anything else wrong in your car. Right. You know, if you don't have any taillights out, your license is good and, uh, you know, your brake tag is good, you know, you could probably get away with, you know, having a little bit of contraband in your car or... You know what I mean? Speeding a little bit, going a little bit over the speed limit. That's a good. That's a very good rule to live by. It's look, man. It it is rock solid, and yeah. it's not just with the law. It's with anything, any kind of rule. You know, so kids out there, take this to heart. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to get away with something, let do it one at a time. Because when you start uh, stacking these these, uh, that's when you're fucked. possible levels of exposure. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, it's not just a, an addition. It's not just a multiplication. It's a, almost a factorial increase of, yeah. of, uh, danger to you. Well, it's like, the, uh, it's like, um, speaking of, you know, doing time, um, yesterday, just in fact, yesterday I, uh, had a picture, I had a picture framed. Uh huh. And it's doing three to five years. I love it. You know, but anyway, also, I've, I don't know if I told you this. Yeah, I told you this earlier. We're doing this huge thing to my house. Big renovation project. Well, it's an addition. It's not a renovation. It's an addition. Okay. It's an addition where. And uh, I, this is going to be fucking expensive, man. And I just hope I uh, can live. That's just why I drink. Because the very first day these guys came, they were fucking destroying things. They were just yes, fucking yes, destroying, yes. destroying, destroying. And the cat, we couldn't find the cat, you know? Uh-huh. Because it was freaked out. Because right. things like, you know, change is not good for cats. Sure, sure. Or, you know, I don't like change either, really. But anyway, um, so all last night, or the night on Monday when they started doing this, Monday night, you know, we're in our bed, and the cat is still freaked out. There's nobody there. It's dead quiet. And it kept me up all fucking night, this cat. with the meow- what? Just meowing and, like, wandering. And... To top it off, the cat is blind. It's a blind cat. It's oh, lost Jesus. like 90. So it's like walking into doors. It's oh like walking, you know, jumping on the bed and jumping on my legs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's just, uh, yeah, I got to get, get rid of this cat. Don't get me started with cats. I, I got to get rid of this so cat. So you want to p- see a picture of me uh, from, from Panama? This is a good set of pictures. Are here. you wearing a hat? No, no, no. That's the first one. Oh, my God. What happened? That's the second one. <laughs> That's the third one. Oh my god! Uh, now I'm showing a picture of of me with a bloodied face, blood running down my face, yeah. all over my forehead. I'm sort of posing, making some wacky poses. I like that one. It's like the resignation that 
yes, this is my my lot in life. <laughs> you know, so look, talk about bounce back. How, I look good right now, right? A, yeah. How thing. did that happen? Uh, you know. We were in the jungle. We were, uh, we were in the Panamanian jungle. We were... Uh, Watch out for those monkeys. They'll bite you. Traipsing through, you know. It's pitch black out there. You're Damn. On, the, on the riverbank. You, you know, heal well. Uh, you yeah, heal you know, well. I tell, you know, you as, know. As I wrote down here, the, all pats on the back will be self-administered, but so will the blows to the face. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was rough, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um Anyway, I have. I want to talk about Hollywood stories. Yes, now. good, good. Well, that's that's our, our, our our listeners' favorite part of the yeah. show, from what I hear. Yeah. Okay, here's a Hollywood story. I don't know if you heard this one. Um, you know Scott Weiland. The I uh, do. Sure. Yeah. Did you know him? I didn't know him. I yeah. know of him. Yeah. I'm he uh, kind of admire of his his just the whole thing about him. He wrote a great book. His autobiography is really good. It's, it, he's fucking straight and honest. He's dead now. You know, yes, he's yes, dead. he did. He did. But he did. I remember when he was in his junkie dome and I was in my junkie dome. Um, we used to, uh, was you he know, around L.A.? You, you, oh, so yeah, you, yeah. You he's were... an L.A. musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he... Um, Like all of us, we went to Alvarado Boulevard, sure, you know, near the Pioneer Chicken, Pioneer Chicken Stand, stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. near MacArthur Park, because that's where the tar was. That's where you can get some crack. That's where you can get anything, really. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I had just had dinner the night before with my older sister, who worked at this hospital that Scott Weiland was sent to the emergency room, and the next day, you know they. They make him well and all that kind of stuff. The next day, uh, she's talking to him because my sister is one of these people who says, how does that make you feel? She's one of those people. You know, it's like, the guy cut me off on the road. How does that make you feel? Is she a social worker? She's a nurse practitioner slash social worker. Okay, well, I'm seeing Yeah, you know. Pretty good. They're they're very empathetic people. I like them. Those are some of my favorite people. I have a blister on my penis. How does that make you feel? (laughs) 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 You know, anyway. So anyway, she, Scott Weiland's her patient. Oh, okay. And uh, they start talking and he knows me. You know, he goes, yeah, I know know your brother. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh So I'm having dinner with her that night. And her husband. The next day, I'm cruising Alvarado Boulevard looking to score. Right. And who do I see? Who do you run into? <laughs> who do I see? Scott. But I'm in my car. Uh-huh. He's on the fucking corner. And talk about a white boy, you know, in... He's got, he's got all the rock and roll scars yeah, on. He's got jet black, jet pink hair. $300 boots. Jet pink hair. <laughs> Bell he's, bottoms. He's got a fucking... Yeah, he's got a fucking... Two dozen bouquet of roses, and he's looking to score. Uh. It's like, dude, do you do you want to fucking do you want to fucking get busted? Do you want to get busted? So I pull up. I pull up. I go, Scott, get in the car. Get in the car. Hey, asshole. Yeah. Get in I go. The fucking car. I go. I said, we've never met. But I'm Manny Chevrolet. He goes, oh, yeah, I know your sister, blah, 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 blah. You know, get in the fucking car. You want to get busted? So we drive away. I said, 
I'll go get this stuff. Right, right. You know? Cause, do your solid. Yeah, here. I'm, I'm in t-shirts and, and fucking, you know, yeah, khakis I'm, I'm or whatever. I'm dressed for, for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Hispanic. I so look I, Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> Mexican. And I love Pioneer Chicken. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Who doesn't? Huh? Yeah. What's so, not to love? So I score... And I get him his stuff, and he basically pays for it because he's a rock, rich rock star. Sure, sure. Well, that's how it works, right? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And so I said, where do you want to go? And he goes, well, you can take me here. And I took him here, and he just gets out of the car and goes, never saw him again. Never, huh. ever, ever saw him again for the rest of my life. Of course, he died. You know, he died, poor guy. Yeah, it's a rough one, man. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I kind of identify with that guy in a certain way. You know, I, I, I read an excerpt of his book. I didn't read the actual book, yeah. but I remember when it came out, and I read excerpts, maybe in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of touched me, man. He's a sensitive guy. It's like, you know, so many junkies are just overly sensitive people. You know, they're... People yeah. that, that a lot of times they're survivors of some kind of sexual trauma. They're yeah. survivors of uh, trauma of, of one sort or another. And, and people that, that, you know, they're, they, they just always carry that, that carry scar that, with them, yeah. you know. They carry that weight and or he whatever. Was, he was scar. definitely one of them, man. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the best part of that book, I thought, was in, I think it was chapter four or five when they're, they, they're making it. I mean, they're making it big, and they're right. playing some big club in New York City. And at the end of this chapter, he said, and at this club, it was a, kind of in a sketchy part of town. And the last line in the chapter says, I would be back at that street, but not to play. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would be back there, but not to play. So, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. These guys fall, man. It's crazy. If someone makes me a shirt that says, What's wrong with people? I will wear it. Yeah, I will wear that shirt. You, you know. know, I want to make a shirt. Actually, might we might this might be part of our merchandise. <laughs> it's a shirt that says, "I'm so sorry about the other night." <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's just basically uh, covers everything. Yeah, you know, and, and and like you know, you could have it in your in your wardrobe and pull it out when you need it. Yeah. Or pull it out when you don't, just right. for fun, you know, just to make people go, well, what happened? Go, you don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, that's good, because I don't really quite remember being either. Being the but, functioning alcoholic, my wife go, says to me th- stuff in the morning. Uh-huh. I go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah. Well, that's why I keep a notebook, you know, so yeah, I can well, write, yeah, yeah, write yeah, notes I to do. myself. I so do. so I, 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 it's, yeah. I almost feel like you got something. A burning well, desire. Go yeah, ahead. I have to say this before I forget. Yes. You're a, you're a well educated, well read person, right? You know, I'm well read. I'm poorly educated, but uh, right. Okay, but I mean, you understand history, and, sure, yeah, all that sure. kind of stuff. Okay, um, I'm going to ask this question. I've been asking this question to people just on the streets and coworkers and stuff. I'll, I'll say, I asked them, who do you think was a better person? Martin Luther King Jr. or Adolf Hitler? Uh, this must be a trick question, right? <laughs> because clearly Martin Luther King <laughs> would would be. It's it's really not not much of a contest. But, <laughs> but okay, I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued, Manny. Go go on. No, that's it. That's the question. That's oh, okay. All, just, all right. So I think I think this is a good question to ask. Um, because our audience is going to start... We're going to start having guests on this show, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
I think this is a good question to ask guests. Okay. Also, I think another good question to ask our guests, just like, you know how, uh, what's that, that actor studio show where at the end of the yeah, show... Yeah, James Lipton. Yeah, yeah, where they ask the, the celebrity, you know, if you were to meet God, what would be the one question you could ask? Uh-huh. Or, you know, uh, what color describes your, you know, you know, aura and all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. You know, this would be a, one of those good questions to ask. You know, our, our, our guests when they arrive. Also, I think another good question to ask our guests is, um, you know, what would you rather have? What would you rather do? Would you rather get fucked in the ass by a billy goat or suck a midget's dick? <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you know, that, that is maybe more open-ended than the, than the Hitler-Martin <laughs> right. Luther King question. But um, I'm because just, they both have their their cons. I was going to say their pros and cons, but there really are no pros in either one of those things. It's, right. it's, it's just a it's a management of negatives. I'm just putting it out there. Right yeah, now. no, no, no. That's cool. I'm just putting it out. But you know, there. your 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 first Hitler question. Oh, here we go with the scraping chair. <laughs> she wants us we, out. We've uh, we've reached that, ladies and gentlemen, who uh, you know. Trouble, troubled nation. Troubled nation. Well, yes, you, you recognize this this portion of the show as uh, we're we're closing in on the final few, few minutes. minutes because you hear yeah, the but you know the, there's people at the bar still, so that means she can't kick us out. Oh man. no, 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 she but can't kick us no, out. No, no, we're good. See uh, this guy behind you? Yeah, he's here every day, every day at that table. Really? Yeah. You notice that's why we move tables this yeah, time. We're yeah. usually one table back, but yeah. I figured, you know, give him a little buffer zone. He never works out. He stays here on his computer and he eats his meals here. I've seen him here at like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Huh. I've seen him here at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, what is it, 9 o'clock? He might here? be an owner or something. No. Yeah, he's <laughs> no. a fucking, no, no. He don't <laughs> he's a mess. Know. And so what he does is he sits at that table and the only time I ever, he's just, we have the, there's like these really, there's these nice beds by the pool. Okay. He'll sleep on those beds. Okay. And then the only Can you t- stay here all night? Can, no, you, you got to leave. No, 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 you got to leave. At, okay. Well, that's why no, he's got to, no, that's why he's no, got to no, get no, his rest during no, the daytime. Yeah. Because he's got yeah, to pro- be on his feet all night. He's probably a fucking male prostitute. Huh. I don't know. But the only other, only other place he goes, he goes to the steam room. You're talking too quiet. Yeah, he goes to the... St- well, because he's like five Yeah, he's got feet. the noise-canceling headphones yeah, on. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, he's coming our way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. Well, you watch my I back, only see. Right? Oh, he just... Uh, he's in the steam room all the time. And, he, you know, this is a small steam room. There's a, b- a couple benches where you sit and stuff. Marble benches where so you sit. So the steam room, it's towels, no towels. Towels, right? Oh, everything's towels here. Good, good. Everything's That's how I like it, yeah, towels. Everything's let's, towels. Let's, let's keep here, it wrapped yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he... He stands on one of the benches. He doesn't. He never sits. Huh. He stands and he sits there. I mean, you know, he doesn't sit there. He stands there. Uh huh. And it's like you know, we're all sitting there sweating, you know, steaming or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And there's this guy next to you standing. Somewhat awkward. You know? Yeah. And doesn't he look like he's like a Native American or something? I know he's, he's got some weird tat, some weird uh, piercings, and uh oh. He's getting up again. Anyway. Trouble never ends. Trouble never ends. That's true. Never ends. But. Don't fucking think it's going to end. Just when you think. But what? The struggle continues. The struggle continues. Exactly. Good night.